and welcome to another episode of Worldwide Wonderful Women. I am your host, Paula Harris, and this podcast is for women who are all about learning how to live in God's divine power when yours is diminished. It is produced on behalf of Transformed Worldwide Ministries. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome. This is episode number 331, entitled Fixing Our Eyes on What is Unseen. Today, I'd like to encourage you to not fix your eyes on what is seen, but on what is unseen. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 to 18 in the NIV says, Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet Inwardly, we are being renewed day by day, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, for what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal." This scripture was written by Paul, who focused on the unseen, and it enabled him to be able to call his afflictions light and momentary. Remember, Paul was left for dead several times and beaten severely, so he's not making light of anyone's suffering. He just knew where to put his focus when life became tragic. Our eyes can easily be fixed on what is seen and experienced physically when a crisis or tragedy strikes our lives. Any type of devastating loss, betrayal, disappointment, or emotional blow can challenge the spiritual realities that are not seen with the naked eye that are those things that truly anchor our soul. When we see war, tragedies, sickness, disease, killings, governmental upheaval, depression, suicide, and a host of other uncertainties and things that do not go our way, how do we not focus on the evil and the bad that is taking place in this world? Well, we can do it. It may not be easy, but we can do it by focusing on God and his word for us. What is seen again is temporal, but what is unseen is eternal. You may see some evil taking place and wonder, how could God even allow such a thing? And maybe you're ready to instruct God and tell him what you think he ought to do when you only see a small portion of the picture. He sees it all. So how do we advise him or make judgments when he doesn't do what we think he ought to do? We are not being told to deny what we are actually seeing with our eyes. God is all about reality, and there's no deception in him at all. But in his word, he is always ready to give us wisdom on how to respond to the things we see and experience. And he's also given us his Holy Spirit to empower us to obey and to put his truth into action. Matthew 24, verses 4 to 14, in the New Living Translation states, And you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, 
but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. But all this is only the first of the birth pains with more to come. And then it drops down in verse 12 and it says, Sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Even when it comes to something as tragic as war, Jesus instructs us not to panic, but to understand that these things must happen as they are birth pains before the end does come. So in having this insight, we can take him at his word and know and see the unseen in that he is sovereign and he is in control of it all. That he sees the beginning from the end and knows exactly how each puzzle piece will fit into the whole picture of his kingdom plan. I am teaching the Gospel of Luke at the present time on Wednesday mornings with our women's group. In Luke chapter 1, there is the story of John the Baptist's birth being announced to his parents, Zacharias and Elizabeth. In verse 6, it tells us that they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord. They were blameless. Yet when it came to believing Gabriel, who had a word from God that he and his wife were going to have a son, Zacharias put his focus on the reality of what he knew and saw with his eyes. He and his wife were old and past childbearing age and had not had any children up to that point. So the unseen things that Gabriel was talking about were hard for him to grasp hold of and to believe. When we just fix our eyes on what is seen, it can cause our faith to take a dive. For life is full of unexpected events that take us by surprise. Most of the time at the root of our faith diving is a belief that something should have happened one way, but the very opposite took place. The prophet Elijah had just defeated 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of Asherah on Mount Carmel. Now afterwards, you would have thought that he should have been able to just rejoice in that victory. But something else took place. When you read 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 1 to 3, this is what it says. Now Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel sent a message to Elijah to say, May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like that of one of them. So Elijah was afraid and he ran for his life. Now no doubt he believed that something should have been one way, but the very opposite took place. For if you keep reading, you'll find out that he becomes depressed and even begins to moan to God. Have you ever looked at any events or something that happened in your life and you felt that it should have happened one way, but the opposite took place? 
How did you respond? Now, these two men were God-fearing men who walked with God, and yet they had a crisis of faith when they focused on what was seen versus the unseen realities of God. Colossians chapter 3, 1 says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. And then Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. See, we're not just supposed to be focusing on the Lord as far as our spiritual eyes. We focus on the Lord because we trust in him. We know that he is on the right hand of God in position of a power and of authority. When we do that, we won't lose heart over the devastation that we're witnessing on a daily basis. Again, 2 Corinthians 4 tells us we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So how do you focus on the unseen heavenly realities when earthly things are staring you right in the face and that's all you can see? Well, let me just read Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. I'll read it in the New Living Translation just to drive home the point. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. After all, you have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. If there is some life-altering thing in your face and that's all you can see, then let me make a few suggestions for you. Number one, get your focus on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Ask the Lord to help you step back and to see that he is involved in this with you. He hasn't left you alone. Know that you do not have to handle this in your own strength. God knows the details and ask him to help you trust in him. You can cry out as the man cried to Jesus, I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. And then two, express openly the emotions that you're feeling, whether it's anger, fear, anxiety, whatever it is. He knows it anyway. So instead of inspecting him to submit to your life plans, expectations, and your shoulds, Surrender instead to his. Number three, call to mind or search the Bible for scripture that's going to be able to anchor your soul in the midst of this devastation. Faith comes by hearing, not hearing the news or even the words of others, but by the word of God. God's word is powerful enough to restore your trust and your confidence in him. 
especially when you feel he has abandoned you. Number four, recall to mind that what you are seeing is temporal, but there's an eternal spiritual component that you may not see or understand at this time. This world is passing away, but there's an eternal glory that will never fade. And then lastly, number five, keep two T's before you, thankfulness and trust. Now, let me say that again. Keep two T's before you, and those two T's are thankfulness and trust. Read Philippians chapter four when you get a chance and have a conviction that God will be and is always faithful to his word and to his work in the world. Right now in your crisis, this may not be easy, but it is possible because when the Lord tells us to do something, he enables us to do it. And when our eyes are fixed on what is seen and it becomes unbearable, turn to the burden bearer and he will help you fix your eyes on the unseen spiritual realities of your faith and your trust in him and allow the Holy Spirit to enable you to see through the eyes of faith. Don't bury your head in the sand. Be alert and be aware of what's going on. But as a believer and for myself being a director of this ministry, our focus is on sharing the gospel and getting God's word out because that is our sure foundation. Romans chapter 8, beginning at verse 5, it says, Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. In closing, let me read 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 18 again. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, for what is seen is temporal, but what is unseen is eternal. I trust that you are going to put your focus and your trust and your hope and your confidence in God in spite of what you see, in spite of what you witness with your eyes. Know that that is natural and earthly, but our God and his plan is eternal. He is more powerful than any devastation that you may witness here on earth. And please keep the Ukrainian people in your prayers and do whatever you can to support them. And if you have never received new life in Jesus, please go to our website given at the end of this podcast and learn how to do so. Well, I look forward to being with you next month and smile. Jesus loves you. Thank you for listening. To make sure you do not miss any future episodes, please subscribe to our podcast. We want all to be able to live in God's divine power when theirs is diminished. Also, sign up for our monthly newsletter on our website, twmforjesus.org. Please do share our podcast with others. And Lord willing, we'll be together next month.